gel called Uncle Funkies. <laughs> <laughs> and that's in my hair right now. My hair is full wow. of Uncle Funky. <laughs> Welcome to Tunnel Talk, a No Facts, All Feelings Wrestling podcast. I'm Allie. I'm Anne. And I'm Leah. And we're back after a little hiatus. I don't think that we have spoken with our beloved listeners in, I, I don't know, could be years. <laughs> week, week and a half. <laughs> week and a half at least, yeah. <laughs> uh, so this is just up front. I'll just explain what is going to be going on on this podcast. We are going to be covering the past, it is the past two weeks of Dynamite and Rampage. So that, yet again, four shows, uh, plus extra content. Is that right? No, it's not two dynamites four. and one yeah, rampage, right? Yeah, because we, we recorded on Monday oh, night, right. so it's it's two right. dynamites and a rampage. Okay, three shows. Well, it feels like four. It's a lot of stuff. It's, um, I mean, we won't remember what any no. of it belongs to, so it could <laughs> no. be anything. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. But then, hopefully, going forward, we'll be back on our normal schedule. Uh, hopefully, Dynamite will stay on its normal schedule because when it's not, I really have no idea where in space and time I am. So it's a yeah, problem. I know that's that's our that's our little lighthouse, and without it, we're gonna crash into the rocks. <laughs> <laughs> not, to, not to get dramatic about it, uh, <laughs> Leah, you had a little excitement uh, last week. It was so funny because we were doing the notes and I saw that Anne had done, had written Dynamite 1027 and I was like, fuck, what even happened on Dynamite 1027? And I like, I didn't watch any television on 1027. I literally Googled it and was like, you stupid motherfucker. That was your actual show that you went to. That was the Dynamite show that they held for Leah and dedicated to Leah. In the great city of Boston. And Leah, you, who did you go with? So it was me and Sarah and then our mutual friend Tracy and Tracy's dad. And Tracy's dad is a longtime WWE uh, wrestler. Yeah, he wrestles. (laughs) Um, It's funnier funnier if you knew him because he's very wimpy looking. Anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Go on. I just burned poor Joe for no reason. (laughs) (laughs) And for what, Leah? And for what? (laughs) For what? Um he so he's a longtime wwe viewer and he's never watched aew or he he only started watching aew in the past like i think like maybe six weeks at the the very most and so he was like it game because he was like this will be fun but like not really sure of like what he was getting into and he had a blast oh that's so good from the dark matches to the very very end he had the best time wow that's leah and that's because that's your influence i think so i think so he said i was quiet because i was taking everything in i hope you didn't think that i didn't like it i was just mesmerized by everything that was happening (laughs) that's so sweet i know it was so it was so nice um, wow, Tracy, on the that. other hand, even though I told her multiple times it would be a long night, somewhere like halfway through Dynamite, I just saw her just deflate. <laughs> and it was like, there's still Rampage left. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> it's funny because it's like, even when you love 
the product and you mm-hmm. love the company and you love everything. Like when we went to the shows in Chicago, yeah. uh, it was like halfway through was when you were like, I don't know if I can keep going. <laughs> <laughs> it is a full work day. Yeah. It's, yeah. I mean, it's long. Yeah. It's long. Especially <laughs> when you have actually had a work day as we did. So like yeah. we had been up since like 7 a.m. and then just going through it was crazy <laughs> yeah but going the, after work for like a full 12 hours of wrestling is a just lot. a lot it was a lot the other thing that was like i don't know the crowd was so much better at all out than it was for this. <laughs> oh really and i'm huh. so excited for you guys to go to like a local show just to compare to see if it was just that boston's shit but <laughs> I th- and Sarah's theory is that because people had to travel, like people traveled to All Out. So if you were going, you were yeah. a fan. Yeah. There were a lot of people there that just like, there were guys behind us that were like, oh, I haven't watched wrestling in years. I just came because I thought it'd be interesting. Mm. And, like they had no idea what was going on. Like <laughs> That's very no. funny. Yeah. That is interesting. They, but it does make sense that it's yeah. like, yeah, that makes the sense. The kind of people who are like, what's happening in my town this week? I'm bored. Yeah. Right. Right. And they're, they're also, and this is, this is dicey enough that I may, like, I sh- may, should not say it, mm-hmm. but, uh, say there's, there, like, when I watched, uh, the prep version with, with Joe, with Tracy's dad, he was saying, he was like, well, wrestling fans are not, like, quality people for the most part. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, what do you say? I was like, I don't think so. I had fun in Chicago. I think it's, like, cool now. And he was like, no. <laughs> Wrestling fans are bad. <laughs> and so I was like, I was kind of, I was like, no, I don't think that's right at all. I think that's, you know, that's WWE stuff. That <laughs> crowd was bad. <laughs> Nobody was wearing a mask. They booed Justin Roberts when he announced the no. mask mandate. They booed Justin Roberts. In Massachusetts. Oh, wow. Yeah. And it was Massachusetts. Like- <laughs> no Massachusetts. Workshop that later. <laughs> And there was wow. just, like, I don't know. There was just like a lot of things that I was like, oh, Chicago, Chicago is better people. <laughs> you know, so. I don't want to, huh. I also don't want to sound like a dicey reductionist, but when you go to most sports events, <laughs> I feel like it is where the best and worst of humanity gathers. Yeah, yeah. So. that's true. Yeah. And yeah. Boston sports are not like legendarily. No. no. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Nothing, nothing against sports fans, but people who attend sports events are typically bad, and bo- people who attend Boston sports events are very yeah. bad. We're Being, mega canceled now, but <laughs> being on the tee after there's been some kind of game, oh, awful, awful. awful. I kind of actually, this is this is so off topic, but I got into a fight with my mother the last time I was home because she was like, "Are you excited that the Red Sox are in the playoffs?" And I was like, "No," and she was like, "Why are Why aren't you a Red Sox fan?" And I was like, "Because they're always on the." Tee and they're drunk and they're terrible <laughs> they're giving themselves a bad name yeah awful awful behave people and then we'd like you more <laughs> well i don't want to make any promises but <laughs> more, more of a shot at it for sure likely. exactly yeah it gets you in the door yeah. uh okay well leo you will be throughout the night sharing some of those bad crowd reactions with sure us will. as we as we hit the matches but we will start by really quickly touching on uh tony khan yesterday it's crazy that this was yesterday no uh, no uh, it's the day tuesday before night. tuesday tuesday night right yeah um tweeted and said that john moxley is going into an inpatient rehab program and uh aw supportive 
they're all supportive, excited for him to get better. I think they used the word excited probably. (laughs) But um, anyway, so much love to Mox and his family and immediately moving into it did impact the booking. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I feel so bad talking about this because I really am like so glad he's getting help. Like it's very brave of him, et cetera, et cetera. I was looking forward to his match with Orange Cassidy so much and it was really disappointing to have that. Real trick or treat. Yeah. Yeah. But it is good that he's getting help. And um, it's so good. My disappointment is not more important than how good it is. I hope (laughs) I hope that everyone who listens to this pod as we discuss how this impacts our lives knows (laughs) that our love for Mox is inherent in every word and that we really hope that, you know, rock bottom wasn't too rocky and that he has a very, very quick recovery and is healthy and Mm -hmm. happy. But also we would like to be happy. <laughs> threaded that Tony. needle deftly, deftly threaded. <laughs> See, Tony, it's all support to Mox, and it is going to mean that you're going to need to meet a few other demands that we have. Yeah, I think he, I'd really appreciate it if Tony Khan would be a little bit sensitive to how devastated we are to lose that match, and just give us some some little treats to compensate. I think exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um. So. The Dynamite yesterday was, uh, yeah, the day after the announcement. Mox yeah. was supposed to fight Orange Cassidy. We did not R. see R. that. RIP <laughs> that match. So um, you guys want to talk about just like the overall vibe of the show, feelings about how CM Punk did address it on the show, whether you liked that, that kind of stuff. I thought Punk did a fantastic job. I, I mean, I think that there are other people that could have done it, but he did a really nice job. It's funny. I don't think I've been that impressed by him as a wrestler, but he is spectacular on a mic. And he he had, he hit all of the right notes in that little speech where he was like, he got them to chant. And then he like threatened Eddie very like he, he moved from <laughs> supporting Mox to threatening Eddie so perfectly. Yeah. I think that, I think it was in a, he was in a hard position or they were in a hard position probably where it's like they want to address it, but you don't want to linger on it in mm-hmm. like, you know, kind of a weird feeling way. I don't think that I, – I didn't dislike it. I don't think I – I do like Punk on the mic, and I think he's good on the mic. But also there's something about his whole energy that makes me nervous. So whenever <laughs> he's on the mic, I do feel kind of like – I'm like, and he could say anything, I think. <laughs> like, I just yeah. don't know. I do um, think he did an overall good job. But I think what made it feel like a little bit weird to me was just that he came in – or initially with the energy where it's like and I know most of you assholes are gonna think it sucks and it was really weak of him to do this but like actually it was great of him and I was like does everyone think like I hope not you know I I don't know really pleasantly surprised by how good the overall response on twitter.com was like I was like this is a good sign for our society that people are like yes our (laughs) wrestlers and our entertainers in general like should be happy and healthy and shouldn't just and like it's okay for, us for until they kill themselves right, right for a wrestler to admit weakness and stuff yeah i don't know I, it felt more like 10 years ago or something to like come in with like i understand why he did come in with that energy but i feel like i would have liked it a little better if it had been a little 
like not introducing the concept that like we might think it's weak but actually it's not you know like just off the bat I guess don't even bring it up (laughs) I thought overall though I I thought it was fine and I thought it's like they had to do something that seemed like a good thing to do it was it was a really good pivot to the stuff with Eddie so I don't think anybody else could have done it any better probably for sure I I do wish I mean it sounds like so so CM Punk threatens like that it was good that he was going to be the one that was pushed into the eliminator tournament by posting yeah. a gif of him cutting up an orange yeah. on twitter thanks and a then, lot punk i know i know and then, we got our hopes up during that during that speech he was like made it clear that he desperately does want to fight orange and it kind of felt like if it did have a vibe of like he heard about the news and went to tony and was like i'll fight orange cassidy and tony was like oh no i think miro's gonna do it and he's like then I'll get the crowd behind. You. <laughs> <Fuck> you. <laughs> well, it is. It's interesting to think about what TK was trying to do behind the scenes because it's like he was already setting up the punk Eddie thing. So I guess presumably he was like, no, I don't want that to intersect with right. the eliminator thing or whatever. But um, yeah, I kind of yeah. feel like he must have just like cast around for like a heel that's not really doing anything. Like Miro's just got like his one-sided feud with God where he does a promo <laughs> against God and then God never does a promo back. <laughs> so like <laughs> he might as well w- just grab him, you know? I would love a little animated like, art <laughs> film where it's like the clouds are talking and that's like God. I guess it would be, <laughs> it would be blasphemous. Kind of, yeah. So that, yeah, it's exactly what I was thinking. I was trying to, I was like, what image do you have in your head? Yes, exactly. Monty Python-esque. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I don't think they'll do that ever, but, um, well, let's, let's move right into, so Orange Cat, Tony announced yesterday, oh no, no, it got announced, got announced on the show, got announced on the show that, uh, Orange Cassie was going to fight Miro. I immediately was not like thrilled (laughs) about it. No, because I mean, we've seen it before and like that, the Miro met like feud with best friends and orange Cassidy went on for so long yeah. i guess we're just doomed to constantly be in feuds that go on for too long well it's i mean with all the love in the world and i want him to come back so uh, so much it's greg's fault <laughs> it's greg's fault he's always out and making it last forever like, it's greg, because i know greg's had these injuries so they've only had these long like stalled feuds where they're yeah. like we got to keep this one going until greg gets back so greg please come please come back we all miss you so much (laughs) i know i think you guys were a little more disappointed right off the bat about mira than i was just because like i was worried it was going to be somebody who like i who like cody or something you know someone i'd really hate so it was like at least i enjoy miro but um it was disappointing for sure to just get like a repeat and like like, got brain zapped where i was like oh my god remember when oc almost beat cody that's crazy oh yeah that was a good match i think yeah that was that was that month period where we were like is cody fine are we okay (laughs) i think we were even saying things like is cody hot (laughs) oh i was not saying (laughs) well i i'm concerned about my brain i barely remember any of this (laughs) one of our friends was saying it and i got on board briefly then i got (laughs) off the train like it's like when it's like i hopped the train it was in movement and then i jumped down onto a, an embankment and rolled down the embankment. <laughs> no, this train is going nowhere good. And I was right. We'll get to that later. Uh, did you like, did you end up liking the match or not? I, well, it was too short. There was picture in picture in the middle of it. That was very infuriating. I did think it was 
pretty funny. Like the stuff at the beginning where OC was kind of like scuttling away from Miro every time he came near him. Extremely funny. I thought that was really funny, and it was like I don't think we saw him do that with Miro before. So like, so that was enjoyable. It felt like they had they had been like we want it to be a little bit of a different match Mm -hmm. at least, which I'm like that's good thinking. Like they're like we want to offer you something different, and I think they successfully did. I actually enjoyed the match. Uh, I (laughs) I really liked when they did that table spot and then what'd you like about it i liked a lot of things about tell, it tell me tell me what you liked about it ali what was it I like when he jumped uh-huh. i like when he do a big jump and big then jump. like and then what i like when mira put big hand on him oh, his big hand right on orange cassidy I like when he put a hand on him <laughs> I think this is going to sound really normal on the podcast. <laughs> I think well, you nailed it. I've, I've said it before. This is, I was like, someone tweeted about it and was like, Miro was like really sensuously like touching <laughs> Orange Cassidy after that table spot. And I was like, was. yeah, he touches all men that way. It's like his <laughs> signature. It's practically his finisher is just, <laughs> it is okay, not just the like move, it's the sensual touching afterwards. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so he just had his hand on Orange Cassidy's stomach. He was stroking it. And I thought, wow, it's beautiful to see this. On, <laughs> it's a representation, frankly, of hands. So <laughs> I, I personally enjoyed that. It's representation of hands. <laughs> Do you feel that hands are underrepresented? We barely see them, Anne. We barely see them. It's all legs and knees and st- other, other body parts, heads, too. Rarely hands. <laughs> so, I think we nailed this. <laughs> yeah, this went really good. I think um, couldn't have been more normal. Are you guys interested in Miro versus Danielson or whatever? Yeah. Okay. I yeah. mean, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I'm. I'm neither. I'm neither incredibly interested nor nor disinterested. Like, I think it'll be good. You know. Yeah. You think? And do you think Danielson will win? I think Danielson will win. I assume. Yeah, I Danielson don't can't lose to Miro. No, I think Miro's gonna win because really? Miro's whoever, gonna beat Danielson. Well, because whoever wins this match is gonna be Hangman's first feud, and they're not gonna want it to be Dan- Danielson. So I think Miro's gonna win, and then it's gonna set up a Hangman thing. I definitely. That- it's so much worse than Mox. <laughs> it just is. I'm I sorry, know. Mox. I'm glad I, you're I mean, in rehab. Now that you said it, I know what you're saying, but I'm. Yeah. I just feel like I don't like. To me, I'm like Brian Danielson's. It will be his first loss at AEW, and it's to Miro. To me, that's crazy. Maybe it won't be clean. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah, very possible you're right, it won't be you're clean. Right. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, I think that they really have it set that. Uh, Danielson's gonna be focused on Kenny when Kenny loses the belt and then the person who wins the eliminator is supposed to be Hangman's first feud which it should have been Mox like it should don't you think that there's family, a, but don't you think there's any way they could set it up where like Danielson and Hangman actually have Kenny in common mm-hmm. as like a you know a figure mm-hmm. looming in their minds like don't you think they could set it up where they have a match that like actually feeds Danielson's feud against Kenny in some way or like it seems I know it's it's not as straightforward but I think you could but I think Tony <laughs> hates I think Tony hates face versus hate face matches like important Tony. face versus hate face matches Tony yeah lets, I do think that's right he let yeah, Darby as you're saying it and but it's CM Punk fight stupid what 
he let Darby and CM Punk fight. You're absolutely right. And uh, CM Punk gave like an <laughs> interview about how much he hated that, and he thought know, it didn't right? work really bad. Oh, did he? Yeah, he was like, he was like, I'm not, fi- I'm not fighting any more faces. He was like, that was really, that was not, that didn't work. <laughs> oh my god! He was like, no more. I'm done with that. Oh, CM Punk, Jesus Christ. Well, if and he becomes a heel, he'll have to fight faces. But I guess they yeah, that's just, what he wants. Yeah. They yeah. should have put CM Punk in for Mox and turned him heel, and that would I all agree. make sense. It's just, I agree. Yeah. And then CM Punk could have fought, like been the heel to yeah. Heyman. And, like, Which that would have been interesting. I mean, I think that would have – I think there was so much potential there where it's, like, it's true, like, CM Punk has been feeding off that crowd reaction. Like, he's he, like, loves being loved and being welcomed back. Hangman is so over. It feels like it would be really easy to, like, mm-hmm. build oh, yeah. Heat. I mean, people booed. Who did they boo when? I think they booed Moxley when he was fighting Hangman and the latter match, which is just like crazy. It was like Hangman is so over. Like the right. people will boo almost anyone, you know. Yeah, and I feel right. like it, you just make CM Punk a little bit of an asshole, and like people would definitely. And he, for sure. he wants to so bad. I think he could yeah. sell it. You know. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, he easily could sell. I mean, I'm practically seeing him as a heel already. I'm scared <laughs> of him. <laughs> scared of him on the mic. I'm like, he could say something mean. <laughs> It is interesting to me that, like, I mean, it's going to change. It must change so many of, like, Tony's, like, dominoes, not just yeah. for, like, full gear, yeah. but for the next one, too. Absolutely. Because when Mox comes back, he's not going to be able to turn heel for a long time because fucking nobody's going to boo him coming back yeah. from rehab. He's yeah. going to have to be a face for until people, you know, for get sure. used to him again. Yeah. And I feel like they probably didn't pull CM Punk out because they've got whatever planned with, uh, you know. Mm-hmm. whatever's going on I, my mind went completely blank but you know they've got I, things going i don't even know yeah, what with you're Eddie, referring you. to oh with eddie <laughs> i was like you know the like, thing that whoever cm punk is fighting i know that he, i know that it's he's important. fighting somebody but <laughs> i don't know i i gotta talk to tony i gotta see <laughs> yeah. what he think i don't i don't want brian danielson we can't talk about it anymore because it's like we don't have anything else to say but it's like i don't want brian danielson to lose to miro no. and i don't even want to see miro versus hangman i mean it's like i'll be happy to watch it i guess but yeah. i feel so not excited about that yeah. because they're not playing this like yeah they're not they're playing not... in the same psychological arena they're both doing yeah. really cool mm-hmm. gimmicks and good character work in their own way but it's like i just don't see it being a good fit it's like a crossover between two shows with like a really different vibe yeah, yeah <laughs> like, right it's like arrow and justified are doing it <laughs> yeah you're just like that's <laughs> not right both good in their own way oh. i don't know if arrow is good in its Absolutely own way but not. you know like, no, let's yeah. not bring couldn't think together. of another good show <laughs> um okay uh also in Best Friends World this week, uh, Best Friends fought the acclaimed on Elevation. Leah, you saw this in person, and so jealous. I'm so jealous. This match was so fun. It was so fun, and that was like the moment that I desperately wished I could just teleport you guys in there because <laughs> the second. So, I mean, if anybody has seen like the way they do the Elevation matches, usually a jobber is waiting in the ring, and then whoever the famous person is comes out and so when there was nobody waiting in the ring and then best friends came out i was like oh my god they're not fighting jobbers who are they gonna fight and i was grabbing tracy so hard she was like (laughs) wincing and i was like who are they gonna fight who are they gonna fight (laughs) and then when i fucking heard the acclaimed theme song i went ape shit (laughs) it was so good it also is really funny i don't know what's going on with max's raps but like his rap was like barely even touching best friends. I thought yeah. that was dunking very funny. on Boston. It was yeah. only, it was only, and it was like, <laughs> the thing was that like Boston is 
terrible in every way but boston <laughs> loves being dunked on in some mm-hmm. ways so like it like the cl- crowd was super into it like when he was he was said uh i'm you're gonna get eliminated like the red Sox. yeah <laughs> sonic boom through the crowd there's nothing you can get boston to like more than <laughs> red Sox dunk <laughs> Uh, yeah. Best friends and the acclaimed fighting each other. It's like the opposite of a crossover between shows with different vibes. It's like, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah. They should be fighting. They should be having a feud oh, on Dynamite that for would be six a months. Perfect feud. I, so I would love to see that feud because it's like, yeah, mm, it's just good. Like, because best friends are already like not nice faces. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. like, they need, this is, we also were saying this week, uh, that it's like best friends feuding with 2.0 would be so good for the same reason be because yeah. it's just like it's, it's the same some energy. light comedy in the yeah. yeah you know right and yeah. all six of those peeps that however many 2.0 acclaimed <laughs> and best friends are all ready to get weird at any given time absolutely yeah. you know what I mean like they do no- some really funny like nobody they'll take yeah. it to the freak zone nobody's yeah. trying to have dignity nobody exactly yeah. <laughs> <laughs> except, except OC and his hair but that's <laughs> yeah and he's willing to go so undignified in every other way too exactly so. he'll yeah. ruin it for the goofs but he's mm-hmm. not gonna be happy about it when he watches it back <laughs> uh yeah that was just such a fun like good time match mm-hmm. the best okay let's talk about what was going on with hangman uh over the past few weeks so the Dark Order fought the Super Elite on mm-hmm. our pre-Halloween Dynamite. Oh, this was your show. I don't, mm-hmm. Just like reading my notes. Oh, I'm so jealous you got to see I know, that this one in person. This was like one of my favorite matches. It's just so funny and stupid. Like, I loved it. <laughs> I just, the other thing, it's like the, the Bucks are really interesting. I mean, like cool and good in that, like, I feel like they can go, this was a funny match, obviously. And this is the same with Kenny, but like they can do serious matches where they feel really serious and they also can go on arrow. I don't know why arrow is the show. I (laughs) (laughs) I was like, does anyone else even remember arrow was a show? (laughs) I think it's just, I'm only thinking about it because of that meme recently where like the lead of the show was like, stop using this picture as a meme. And it turned out that the rest of the cast like hated him. And like, they just took a bunch of those pictures, like celebrating his grave on the show or something. I don't know. That's why it's in there. Wow, I think I missed that on the old internet. (laughs) Shocking, that wasn't front page news. (laughs) Read about it on Tumblr.com, a little news site. Ever heard of it? (laughs) Yeah, no, you're you're totally right, though. Like, the elite really are, like, extremely versatile with how they can go full comedy or full serious. And so they're so good to just, like, dress up in costumes with the Dark Order and have, like, a really fun match. Yeah. Um, Allie, I think you and I had similar experiences where we were both watching this with people who didn't know what to expect. And before they came out, I said to Tracy, I can't wait to see what Matt Jackson is wearing. He's a beautiful lady, man. He's the most beautiful man. I'm sure he's going to wear something beautiful and you're just going to see how beautiful lady man he is. Yeah, I had the exact same experience where I was watching uh, my friend Hannah and Liana's with their baby. Uh, so fun to watch wrestling with a little baby sitting on you, a delight. But uh, I'm just being like, that's Matt Jackson. 
or like not that's like I'm like showing them pictures of like who's to cut you know what I mean I'm like this is Matt Jackson he's the most beautiful boy in the world like he's beautiful <laughs> hair so just a lovely lovely gorgeous sexy man aura, woman yeah, <laughs> he, yeah. He, he wears outfits that like really he just works it he's just unbelievable like <laughs> the fashion you're gonna love it and then that motherfucker comes out in a baggy tan shapeless sack <laughs> I will know, say though he did stuff with he his did. hips. He mm-hmm. worked it. He moved. He made it a lady jumpsuit. <laughs> you are so correct. That man could walk any f- runway. Paris Fashion Week, New York Fashion Week, Milan Fashion. Week. <laughs> he puts his hair half up, and he knows who he is. He no- beautiful lady man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we can't keep <laughs> a beautiful full feminine beard did you guys see that half uh, said on twitter she was like they dressed up as the female ghostbusters we all know it. yeah <laughs> it's, it's very true and it was yeah. right <laughs> oh my god anyway um so the elite were ghostbusters um the dark order were in other costumes that i can't i mean they were some of them were cowboys they yeah john cowboys. silver was a bambi Colt dressed up as Brandon, which I thought was very funny. Mm, that was pretty funny. <laughs> and distinctive. And then uh, the culmination of the match was <laughs> that they were beating up the Dark Order horse, and then they realized that the horse was Brandon, and they mm-hmm. thought Brandon was in the Stay Puft Marshmallow mm-hmm. Man costume. Mm-hmm. So who's in the Marshmallow Man <laughs> costume? <laughs> who's standing right behind you? Who's standing right behind Matt Jackson with a perfect little befuddled look on his face? Well, if you're not in the horn, then what should be? It was Hangman, guys. <laughs> it was Hangman making the funniest mean face. They got me. I felt like a five-year-old watching close-up magic. I was like, how did they do that? <laughs> I was so impressed and delighted. It was so there funny. Was- there was a point where Tracy just leaned over and she goes, am I hallucinating? Can you can you also see this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. It was honestly so delightful. Uh, Hangman s- fucking sucked yeah. Matt Jackson. Uh-huh. And when I watch Matt so Jackson good. get hit really hard, <laughs> that makes me happy. <laughs> and, I, and he's my son. And I love yeah. him. But the, the elite had knocked out the ref, so they thought they oh, were going right. to win yeah. by cheating, and then that's right, I forgot tr- by trickery they lost, and the ref yeah. came to just in time to count count them out. Yeah, you know? and them Beautiful. tweeting afterwards and being like, "This is the worst Halloween ever." <laughs> Halloween, <laughs> right? Halloween is canceled. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! I forgot about the the Halloween BTE too. Well, we can't get into all that, but uh, oh, let's just say boy. that. The Jacksons are the most self-aware men mm-hmm. in wrestling, and it's so good. It's, I know. You know, what can They're, you say? As opposed to Cody, extremely good at, like, reading how the audience is reacting to them and... Adjusting. Very and adjusting, well. yeah. yeah. Yeah, which, and, and in a way where I'm like, I really don't feel like they pander to the audience either. No. Like, it's like, I don't, I've never had the feeling where I'm like, oh, you're doing this because you think it's what we'll like. But they're very good at being like, well, if this thing isn't quite working, we'll yeah. do something else mm-hmm. and see how that works. Like, we'll try a different angle. Not like yeah. we'll give you what exactly what you're screaming for. Yeah. But yeah. we will let you know we know what you're screaming for. And that's we're like gonna, the you know. crazy thing is that they seem to be like reading everything the internet is saying about them, but like not pandering, but also like adjusting well, which is... I mean, good for them. Like, yeah. It is funny to me that they performatively last year deleted their personal Twitter accounts 
but they have the like young bucks Twitter account that, and they're clearly <laughs> reading everything on twitter.com and they do nothing but update their stupid Twitter bio, <laughs> which know. we recently found out is all Matt's work. I thought it was so funny when he was basically like, if you're a public figure on Twitter, you're, you're just hosting your own hate thread. But if I only tweet in the bio, no one can like say mean things <laughs> to know. me, which is like the most genius thing I've ever heard in my life. <laughs> Matt Jackson has a perfect mind. <laughs> Oh, man. Anyway, this was a great match. And people enjoyed it in person, Leah. Oh, yeah. Everyone was screaming. Mm-hmm. So good. It they, also, they also did a... I only saw this afterwards on Twitter where someone had a gift. They did a little Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle spot for boys mm. where I was like, wow, wrestling is for children. <laughs> and, and us. And adult children women. Children and us. <laughs> and adult women who want to feel like children. And grown men get nothing. <laughs> uh, oh there's some mma for some grown men oh that's oh jesus christ oh, i cut it out this week i, w- I couldn't yeah, do it again it doesn't have a spot we still hate um it. i we won't even talk about this really kenny also fought alan b angels this was another thing that i i it, don't think it was scheduled i think that tony scheduled it after the mox announcement to like fill up some time in dynamite but i don't really understand i don't i guess i don't know how long how long the Mox OC match was gonna be. I, I we can't think about Sadly. that because I'll get yeah. that. <laughs> I understand right. why Tony would not personally email me with a this is a list of the plans I might I don't. have. But I would give so much money to find out what he had planned for Dynamite. Because I, I agree with you. I don't this this match seemed strange. When they this walked was, out, I was like, huh, like, because I hadn't seen the announcement that day earlier or whatever. Yeah. And I was just like, this seems like the weirdest match ever to open up. Well, on Wrestling Observer, Tony was saying it's like, so Kenny and Alan Angels had this, they fought in like May 2020. I think it was May. Uh, so that was before we were watching wrestling. And like, I guess it was a really good match. And Tony on, on Wrestling Observer was like, and that's how Alan Angels got the job or like something like that, where yeah. I was like, oh, okay. So it's like important to both of them. It was a totally, there was nothing wrong with the match. And Kenny was very funny in the post-match promo <laughs> and Hangman did a great post-match promo. Oh, yeah. oh, but yeah. I did feel a little bit, it was like watching the sequel to a movie, I think, where I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't even know what the first movie <laughs> would have been like. because Especially because Kenny's changed so much. So I'm like, yeah. I don't know what Kenny was even That's up true. to. Yeah. yeah. Right. I do feel like a lot of the Dark Order guys are a little bit underrated as like wrestlers. I was thinking about this while watching because I rewatched yeah. the um the match. We were just talking about the Halloween one with the whole tag team because like Stu Grayson is really good and I feel like yeah. he like doesn't oh my get God. credit for it. Sarah like, would be so happy to hear you say that because she's always saying that exact thing. She would be losing her mind right now. Every time he like gets out there wrestling, I'm like dude we know Stu Grayson was yeah. good like it's like crazy I, I think yeah. it's true that it's like the Dark Orders they're doing so many goofy bits that mm-hmm. anytime they're actually wrestling I'm like oh and they wrestle too I know <laughs> they, are, they are yeah <laughs> like pretty good Colt did like a backwards flip and I was like but he's so broad <laughs> like how can he even do that it's like oh pro pro wrestlers are professionals who make a living at wrestling I guess they're good at it yeah but <laughs> makes you think <laughs> uh yeah but the the basically I don't I don't remember what was happening after that. I think I assume Ken- Kenny was trying to chair Alan Angels or something. So Hangman came out, music hits. I'm horny. Uh, <laughs> the man is confident. He oh. is ready to take it's a Kenny on. Transformation, like the energy he's bringing now. 
yeah. so proud. I, there's just like a light in his soul mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. is reflected on his skin. Like he just looks, <laughs> he looks radiant. He looks beautiful. You know, and yeah. that's, and I have to say, it's like, the, I think he can act. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. He Where can. I'm like, it's yeah, not, none of this is real. Have, do you guys know that this is a made-up story? <laughs> but I do feel like he's it like look real. Yeah, like head and shoulders above most of these chuckleheads, like who are <laughs> not actors. No, per that se. guy could have played any character in Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, he doesn't. I, he could have gotten Romeo, but he, if he didn't want it, if he wanted a different role, maybe mm-hmm. with a little more depth, he mm-hmm. could have it. Mercutio. Yeah, Ben Benvolio. <laughs> I can name many characters from Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Cody is trying to go Hollywood, but like Hangman Adam Page is the one with Ooh, the actual whoa. potential for an acting yeah. career. But he should love to watch him keep him Hangman on Hangman rom com. Oh my god, a Hangman rom com! <laughs> I'm, I'm too horny. We need to <laughs> know, stop we the move podcast. On. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then really quickly, uh, the elite also had a little like backstage promo to front stage brawl. With Jurassic Express, Adam Cole got, like, beaten with a chair, and then he got choked out by Jungle Boy, an adult man, uh, <laughs> all the way to sleep till he pass out. Um, that, that's it. And then they're, so they're just building their little feud there still. Poor Adam Cole really got it because he, he, yeah, he got put to sleep by Jungle Boy. But then at the very end, he got his head smashed between two chairs by Luchasaurus. <laughs> <laughs> which that was really weird because then Luchasaurus, mm. like the crowd was chanting do it again and Luchasaurus <laughs> didn't but then he was like crouching talking to adam cole and i was like did you hurt him what happened here it's just a really weird segment that one felt to me like it was filling in some time for sure especially because and this is like this is kind of a broader point maybe so i'm not i'm really not complaining about the ongoing Jurassic Express elite feud because I think all the matches have been fun and because mm-hmm. I think they all have really fun energy and because I think Jungle Boy really needs the practice <laughs> so it's good for it's good for this to be drawn yeah. out a little bit so he can work with the masters mm-hmm. um, but it was kind of like we're not covering any new ground here no. like this isn't building anything extra we don't need it like right, right. yeah for sure right. I had to see Christian Christian Cage was like it looked like he was really trying to dress cool and I hated that yeah it made me mad. He is always dressing like a cool dad. Like he's Christian trying to hit on divorced moms at the <laughs> park or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Christian, do you even have a kid? Do you even have a kid here? <laughs> it's like in about a boy when he like gets faking oh having God. a toddler. I'm I'm stroking out because it's honestly so easy for me to imagine <laughs> Christian Cage is the lead in about a boy. And I'm like, who is weird enough to be the little boy? Maybe it's Marco. I don't know. No. Maybe. I think. Was the little boy in about a boy named Marcus? It was Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my there God. we go. Kismet. Yeah. Wow. That's kind of a good movie, honestly. It's, I think yeah. that might be a spicy take. I'm not sure. <laughs> Rachel Weiss was really beautiful in it. <sighs> I think it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. Cool. Yeah. Hmm. It had a good theme song, too. <laughs> Should we talk about this some more? Yeah, let's get into it. Okay. Uh, MJF, I had no memory of the beginning of this, so you just correct me if I'm wrong, but MJF squashed someone mm-hmm. on di- dynamite? Yeah, that was my dynamite. Okay. At your dynamite? Mm-hmm. 
as yeah. a little it's prelude. nice that you were present at a dynamite <laughs> so you can easily distinguish between the two dynamites because i can't <laughs> i i i easily can because also rampage <laughs> was also very like like I, I, for once in my life, I'm like, I know exactly what happened when, and I'm like pretty high on it right now. Like, ask me anything. I know you do. You look as radiant as hangman. Mm, it's true. Golden skin. Yeah. I, th- I, don't, I don't even, I think that guy wasn't even like a, I mean, prove me wrong, but that I don't even recognize that guy from like dark or anything. So I don't I know. Have, who I have no memory was. of there being a match. I literally thought he just came out and vamped without doing anything. Like, that's <laughs> all that's in there. So sorry to that man, but he did not make an impression. No. Um, but he just vamped. He dunked on Boston for a while, which mm-hmm. as we've heard, they loved, I assume. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just in general, <laughs> I was like, they love being dunked on. Oh yeah. It was like, it. it's so fun to hear the audience the difference between people enthusiastically booing mjf versus like genuinely booing cody like it's so fun because you know that like when mjf is like making fun of boston everyone's like so happy to be booing him versus like you know like the genuine like go away yeah uh right like cheerful booing yeah oh we're having a blast uh anyway so he vamped a little and then we got some snow we got some do we get some snow no, no, uh, no it get was just snow. the lights no off. Yeah. And then he's not like, in Florida. So there's no right. snow right. ever. <laughs> and then he went, Ooh, you stupid idiots. <laughs> like, like, oh my God. Cause it was a fake out. And we were like, he was making fun of us. He was like, I can't believe you believed that was really sting. And then the lights went off again. And MJ was just like, Sean, Sean, what are you doing? <laughs> right. And then we got a little, a beautiful little Darby art film. And it turned out that Darby was hiding in the audience in a trench coat. <laughs> and he looked so funny in that trench coat. It was the I, kickiest little trench did. coat I'd ever seen. <laughs> he looked like he was a little, like, noir PI who was, you <laughs> know, specifically like. like the um, Mary Kate and Ashley, uh, <laughs> oh my god, or like, um, or like if he was in like a wishbone episode, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, sure it kind of had a vibe of like three third graders in a trench coat, kind of. <laughs> well, it's like it, the shoulders were really big on him because he's such a little boy, very slight, um, and yeah, just so funny that trench coat. It deserves a costuming award. We don't really usually <laughs> give them out, but I have to give it one. Yeah. Because they could have put him in a well-fitting trench coat, and that would have been worse. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been worse. I wouldn't have been as happy. It was just so funny when they, like, zoomed in on him in the crowd, and it was like, guess who's here in a trench coat hiding? <laughs> I know. It's also funny because it's just, like, it doesn't feel like a super Darby move. And this isn't like a complaint, but it like, it does, it felt like he was like kind of trying it out. You know what I mean? Like usually yeah. I'd just be in the rafters or something, but I guess I could like be in the crowd in a trench coat. <laughs> you see how that works. It's like not even a black trench coat. It's a tan trench coat. I know. <laughs> oh, that's my baby. Oh. Uh, anyway, blah, 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 blah. And then uh, this week MJF cut another promo on Darby, on Rampage, which is really mm. dense, juicy, erotic, sexual. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Just being like, you and I are the pillars of this company. This company is nothing without us. But why do they cheer for you and boo me? Like, it was like he was really getting into some stuff where I was like, you found a good angle. It's like really juicy. Yeah. I really buy like the specific kind of heat that you guys are working with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I Calling like to watch it. 
people really <laughs> get very intense psychosexual feuds with Darby. Like I feel like the it's even it's like the other person is even better when they're like dunking you, on him. You got to step up. Yeah. I wonder if part of it is that it's like no, I don't know. I don't really have anything. I but I think it's it's true. It's like there's a there's he's just very good at being at like giving off an intensity that I feel like people feel like they have to meet. And then it's an intensity that demands vulnerability in some ways. Yeah. And I think like both Ethan and MJF find themselves in the place where they're trying to justify themselves to Darby. Yes, yes, yes. Where they're like, I'm, I'm, you know, the way I chose to wrestle is right. The way I'm doing Mm. my characters right. The way, and like, Darby gives them nothing so then they just keep like justifying yeah. it that's true it's it is like your that's therapist who's just taking notes and isn't asking any questions and somehow you're <laughs> still talking <laughs> it's and like then, Darby being slightly outside the mainstream makes them all like throws their corporate you know right. <laughs> capitalistic lifestyles into harsh right. relief but it is true that they're very similar feuds in that they kind of start from a place of like I'm mad at you and then get to a place of like I'm mad at me like, yeah. but not that that's not what they're saying, but that that's like, that you feel yeah. a little bit of self-hatred actually, which is, right. I know is not like what MJF is, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, that's what I feel from it is just yeah. like, I am angry at how people treat me in a genuine way in kayfabe yeah. and not in a glancing way where I don't give a shit. And that right. is yeah, sexy. I yeah. think MJF the character would be furious about this, but I think MJF <laughs> the character designer would be thrilled to hear. Yes, because yeah. I do exactly. think that that is exactly what he's hoping. Ooh, well, he's doing it. I mean, they're doing a great job. Yeah, uh, yeah. and I think it shows because we haven't seen them fight in. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Have we seen them fight? Like we've <laughs> we've seen them fight. Like have their little skirmishes, but like it's a lot. It, I feel like in an, in another feud, I could be kind of like we doing here but it feels like it keeps deepening yeah for sure mjf is sort of not not i mean this is kind of mean but he's like jade in that way but like i'm like do i ever see him wrestle (laughs) (laughs) wrestle? (laughs) he does do a lot more talking than wrestling for sure yeah but he also does a lot more talking so he's doing something but you you are right. But sometimes work. it is like, when is the last time I saw MJF? <laughs> well, like, because like, Darby was gone for a bunch of weeks where MJF was just mad that he was gone. And then, yeah. yeah. Are they supposed to wrestle next week? When's their They're thing? supposed to wrestle it all out. Oh, full, right, right. full gear? Full gear. <laughs> <laughs> They're supposed to wrestle next year at all. <laughs> it's long-term storytelling. Ever heard of it? Uh, that yeah, line of MJFs where he was, he was like, we are pillars of the company and it wouldn't work without us. I was like, he's not wrong though. Yeah, no, it's true. They do definitely both represent like unique facets of. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And when he was A-A-W. like, all these other guys were worried when the new people came in, but not us. Cause they'll you never stop giving us screen time basically. <laughs> like, yeah. Whew. And I, they, ne- they bet they never better. They better never. <laughs> Tony. Um, Tony? This so let's move on to also a match from Leah's show. I only watched this today for the first time because I hadn't made it through Rampage for various reasons. I lost my mind. I thought this was so fun. So this is, uh, are you guys interested in what the match is? <laughs> well, you'll never know. Um, Brit fought Abaddon on Rampage last week. And she was so, she did such a good job of being 
so freaked out by Abaddon. Yeah. yeah. It was so perfect. I wish I realized that you hadn't watched all of Rampage because I would have told you just to skip to this because this was like, this was the thing I was so excited for you guys all to watch because I like I, after watching like a bunch of elevation matches, dynamite and then rampage, the crowd was really starting to flag. They lost their shit for this. Like all of the energy came back. Everyone was like screaming. It was, I mean, Brit is she, every time she scuttled away from <laughs> Abaddon, I was laughing so hard. I love that. It was such like a new energy from mm-hmm. Brit, just yes. being like so freaked out. Like it uh-huh. was delightful and she did it so well. Like the close-ups were so good. It was, fantastic yeah it was it, i mean it was a great like it was it was funny it was good it's like feel like it's dumb to say but it's like it was good character work i'm like oh i like yeah. now having that little picture of brit in my brain and i'm like now show me that somewhere else too when mm-hmm. it's not because of a zombie mm-hmm. <laughs> please uh mm-hmm. <laughs> and then also it just was like honestly pretty free caught as the matches go <laughs> just because yeah. it's like i think anytime like brit gets a really good energy when they get into that fucking thumbtack shit uh-huh. and like yeah. she just is i i felt pretty bloodthirsty if i'm honest <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was such a good pre-halloween match like i was really psyched for abaddon to get like a big you know um main event there and i i just really love how she's like not not out there trying to be sexy how much she freaks out the men on commentary <laughs> for instance yeah <laughs> i agree yeah uh great no no notes loved it oh i did actually i do have one note which is just <laughs> that the match was completely delightful but i in the middle of it was like maybe we need a little award and it's called like prop works revenge or something <laughs> because when that table refused to oh break, my god there's yeah. nothing funnier than when a table won't break. <laughs> and then mean, they kept trying. Like, they tried oh. twice. Yeah. yeah. But it, the, the moves looked cool. Like it didn't yeah. look bad. But I was like, bad. guys, give up on the table. We got to get back. The crowd <laughs> kept chanting. The crowd was like, break it again. Or I forget what the chant was. But like they kept trying. And like, like it won't break. It won't fucking break. <laughs> Yeah. it was funny. like they had put like accidentally like a non-rig table out there and it was just like a regular table you're throwing people onto i know i don't i wish i knew more about like how those tables like what they get up to with those tables but yeah. i was thinking i was just like I, this isn't anymore i won't get into it anyway um so also in brit adjacent news uh this week jamie Hayter fought anna jay in the tbs very funny tournament and one with interference help from Brit and Reba. Mm-hmm. And then we had a full like Russian nesting doll of like women running out where I don't even remember. It's like Ty Conti ran out to defend her and then Thunder Rosa ran out to defend her. Um, and it was a good match and it was a good post match promo. And that's all I really have. Yeah. I was glad to see Thunder Rosa come out just to remind everybody that she has unfinished business with Brit yes. because I am very horny about that match. Oh, right. Cause she, yeah. cause she came out and she punched Brit, right? And yeah. they got into a little yeah. fight. That's right. And it was very electrifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It was great. Ooh. Uh, there was something else I was going to say. Oh, I'm sad that Ty Conti isn't being friends with Sheeta anymore because she has her Anna J friendship. I live not, I mean, I love Ty and Anna J, but I do really, I want Sheeta to have friendships I know. Yeah, it's weird stuff doesn't stick quite. I just... Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like she's still, like, right now, post 
being champion, like kind of looking for her angle. Like it doesn't just doesn't feel like yeah. she has like landed on something that she really wants to do. And I could be wrong about this. Yeah. But she she also yeah. had her rematch against Serena Deeb uh, and won. And uh, then this week she like got her trophy in a little bit and she had a promo with Nyla where Nyla was threatening her, which interested me because all love to Serena Deeb, who we've been told is a great technical wrestler by many sources, but uh, (laughs) she is not very charismatic and no. I've no. never seen her do a promo that made me be like wow I want to s- see what Serena Deeb is up to I know um, <laughs> so, I know uh, yeah, I, know. I feel bad. bad because I think she's like a good wrestler but like I don't know what it is she's like I mean Jungle Boy is a bad promo giver but like I don't feel like he's like a black hole of energy whereas like Serena Deeb often is well, Serena Deeb kind yeah. of has like MMA energy, like yeah. in this, her vibe is like, I do real normal fighting and I'm a real normal person. And it's like, real normal? <laughs> that, that's not going to fly here. <laughs> it just always reminds me how hard it is to get a combo of a person who's like good at talking and good at wrestling. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, so for that reason, uh, a Sheeta Nyla heat thing, I was like, okay, mm. that's interesting. That gives you something to work with and something to push off against. So I'm yeah. really interested in, in maybe what they'll do. I don't know. Sheeta finally got her good female trophy. So that's I nice. Ugly, <laughs> got female written right on it. Just normal <laughs> stuff. Perfect. 50 perfect female matches. <laughs> <laughs> highest quality female (laughs) uh and then this this is gonna have to be there we almost already don't have enough time to to get into all this but cody did a promo in boston Mm -hmm. the gist of which was that he was like i won't turn heel no matter how much you boo me uh don't forget that i started this company but he said it in like a guilt trippy way yeah it was like i know that i love you more than you'll ever love me and that's (laughs) fine it doesn't upset me that you guys are so mean to me even though I <laughs> did everything for you like even though I gave a, birth to you yeah, your like own a, mother 36 full, hours yeah, of labor full narcissistic mother gothel vibes from yeah, Cody right right when he first came out Sarah and I were kind of in disagreement she was saying she thought it was 70 percent booze 30 percent cheers I thought it was even less than that but then as that speech went on it was even worse like the really? cheers like disappeared yeah boston was not having it which I mean, made it was... me feel good at least well don't try that yeah. on, at boston like, <laughs> boston yeah. wants to be guilt tripped i thought it was such an obnoxious speech like it was just so like you ungrateful children like yeah. boo me even though i created this whole company and it and like and then he was saying this stuff about how like i won't turn because it'd be easier to turn and it's like what is that even right like it I, doesn't make any sense you know in some ways like over the past few weeks or whatever i've i've gone back and forth a lot where i'm like cody is doing bad gimmick cody is maybe doing effective gimmick because it certainly always gets a rise out of me and i always have something (laughs) to say about it and then i was thinking about him being like all these interviews where he's like i'm gonna do something that's even more complicated and you've never seen something like this in wrestling and i was like this week was like well what is it what do i think the thing that he could be doing is and i'm like i guess he could be doing something where he is 
a bad guy who doesn't know he's a bad guy. I mean, that would be very American. That would make sense with the <laughs> Homelander kind of... patriotism shit <laughs> is if it's like he keeps being like, I'll never turn. I'm a good guy. I'll stay good. But he is bad. And Cody, the person knows that. But Cody, the character doesn't. That's not not interesting. And it's not not like it clearly the things that he's doing are working in that like you we're having a response to it right but what is the underlying logic <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> I just don't feel I don't I'm, I'm not saying this like and I buy it and I'm into it but I'm mm-hmm. like that's the only explanation that I've come up with for like what I think could possibly be percolating that takes into account like the things that he does and says in all of these different arenas of like giving normal interviews and doing roads to the top and like his kayfabe speeches and like that's all I got that's it yeah yeah I don't know I mean I think I've talked before about how uh before each dynamite Sarah and I go through the card and predict who would win and I genuinely when they said Cody versus Andrade I'm like I don't I can't even guess because I don't know what story they're telling like I don't like I don't I have no idea the shape like I I would love to hear him describe what he thinks is happening right now because that would yeah. give us insight into whether he thinks he's a good guy who doesn't know he's a bad guy you know what I mean like I would love to hear yeah. him shoot on what's happening right now yeah. yeah or we at least need to move somewhere with you know what I mean like yeah. it's like we need to see because even if that were the storyline it has to end up somewhere yeah. and the natural place for it to end up is the moment where I was trying to think of what that this is not a good thing to be referencing in the year 2021 but that stupid the Joss Whedon musical where it's like Neil Patrick Harris is like the evil mastermind who has the moment in the musical where suddenly he's like oh uh, yeah Dr. Horrible yeah I think you're right uh where suddenly he's like oh I'm the bad guy I'm a bad guy right like that's the natural conclusion of that like you have to have at some point in the storyline there has to be the moment where it's like I have been saying and saying that I'm the good guy but I'm a bad guy right yeah and you do need some indication because like as you're spelling that out it is like that kind of storyline could definitely work like if it is he's he thinks he's a face but he's actually the bad guy but you do need to feel like the show itself knows that. Like, yeah, I'm even thinking like Breaking Bad, you know, where it starts where you're like, he's like an antihero, but like the good one and we're on his side. And then like gradually over the course of the show, you're like, oh, he's really not. And like yeah. the show knows he's not, you know, and there, it's just like, I don't feel yeah. like there's any indications on Dynamite that the except no. for the audience booing <laughs> that right. like he's not a good guy. Right. The show is not doing anything to be like, you know, like maybe being Mr. America in 2021 is more troubling than it yeah. is inspiring. <laughs> like, like I feel like Cody, the person doesn't understand that America, the country thinks it's a good guy and it's a bad guy. Yeah. You know? But like, that's, right. that's really true. That's right. <laughs> oh my God. So in a way it's like, whether he's planning it or not, he's a perfect embodiment of something. <laughs> An American nightmare. I would say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, good stuff. Uh, <laughs> He is the moment. <laughs> His Hate whole him. existence. Oh God. Uh, I will say Andrade coming out after that promo and being like, basically, babe, nobody likes you. <laughs> was so funny and made me love Andrade. 
Yeah, the heels have started to say that because I feel like Malachi Black also cut a proto on Cody where he was like, yeah, and every, even though like I'm a bad guy, everyone hates you more, which like at least they're making it explicit, but it doesn't yeah. feel like a voice from above. It just feels like they're going a little rogue. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know. But I think, I, I mean, they're definitely getting some shine off the situation, which is good for <laughs> <Right>. them. <laughs> have loved everything that Malachi Black and Andrade have been up to. I have not stopped thinking about on Rose to the Top when Malachi (laughs) Black said to Dustin Rhodes, uh, your brother uh, made me and I won't forget. I won't forget that. (laughs) It was just very like fairy king who will keep that favor until Cody needs a thorn taken out of his paw. It was a full life deadline. I was like, Malachi Black wishes that I would write an original (laughs) fantasy novel where he's the main character and he lives under the hill and he owes a human a life debt. And I won't do it, Malachi. I'm not going to do that malachi but i understand that you wish that i would mm-hmm. but i won't Very again <laughs> uh i think that's really oh, all we got for this week there was some other stuff ftr rolled out from under the ring at one point because they're still being hired for as <laughs> uh, like uh, for odd jobs basically by andrade which i think is the best use of ftr uh, it definitely is can I tell my literal dumbest FTR story from last night? Please. This will be Which our, is our, yeah. our closing, <laughs> our closing <laughs> little thing. Closing anecdote. So FTR came out and then they were beating on Cody. And then I was like, oh shit, Pac's going to come out. But then the Lucha Brothers come out. And so knowledgeably, I was like, oh, right. Because they're aligned with Pac. And Sarah goes, also because of FTR. And I went, oh, why? Do they have, do they have heat? And she just silently went, yeah. And I was like, have I seen them wrestle before? And she goes, yeah. (laughs) Oh. And then I was silent for like 45 seconds. (laughs) The frogs! The titles! I find that story so relatable. Incredibly relatable. I can't remember anything about FTR ever. It's like I only have room in my head for so many storylines and theirs just like fly right out of there. Like I hope they're happy that now though they are full time frogs in my head. (laughs) And like when I do see them and I'm like, I have to acknowledge Oh my god, yeah, you are right. When I see them and I am forced to acknowledge their existence, I'm like, where are those frog costumes? It's It's like you go to like a 14 year old birthday party 14 year old's birthday party and you're like oh do you still have that frog co- you look so cute in that frog costume they're like that's when i was three and i'm like you'll always be that little frog to me <laughs> and that's ftr oh my god okay uh i've been Allie. i've been ann i've been leah and this is tunnel talk our show is produced by Marjorie Voinovich. Our theme is by Chris Borkin. You can find us on Twitter at TunnelTalkPod. We have email at TunnelTalkPod at gmail.com. On Tumblr at TunnelTalkPod. On TikTok at TunnelTalkPod. <laughs> Please rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And come back next week. <laughs>